Hi, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we share our final thoughts on the latest Winter Wonderland event and speculate on what the new year will bring for the Overwatch community. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. It is our first episode of 2021, and Happy New Year to you all. Uh, how did you spend the end of your 2020 and the beginning of your 2021, Kevin? Um, I I spent it with my immediate family. We were all, you know, quarantined together, so we really couldn't bring a lot of people together. Uh, mm. that That's how it tends to be, uh, especially in today's you know current climate um yeah i i had a lot of fun i got a lot of uh gaming stuff done i uh last night i didn't think i would be doing this with with a couple friends but uh we were watching the the couple events like for the past two days of japanese wrestling they had like this huge like is that different from sumo wrestling yes so it's like american like wwe style wrestling Oh my god, that uh, sounds fantastic! It it was uh, it was interesting for sure. Like usually, I I don't usually watch wrestling in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousins did, so whenever I'm like over at their place, like they would be like body slamming each other <laughs> and like oh, drop kicking each other. And I'm like, oh god! And, but like watching these guys and like their crowds, I think is the biggest difference. Like. For the U.S. crowds, we're like always loud. We're like, yeah, things are happening. Yeah, cool. In Japan, it's like golf. It's like they wait until like the whole sequence is done, and then they're all like, "Good job." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, what? How do you keep your excitement in for that long?" Uh, they're just waiting for like the final blow, and then they're like, "Oh, that was a good sequence." Uh, but yeah, it was just really interesting to watch. So I I did that for the past couple nights. Um, but yeah, I, I explain wouldn't... to me something more about Japanese culture because I'm fascinated with Japanese culture. Like, what is the, what is the the game show fascination come from? Because I mean, we have our game shows here in America and we love them, but uh-huh. like, Japanese game shows are a whole different ball game. Oh yeah, uh, we we can get away with a lot. Uh, <laughs> I I think it's just because like we know the limits of like how ridiculous people would uh-huh. be for for money on a game show. So we really exploit that a lot, especially in like some of the funnier, like I would say even borderline like dangerous game shows. Mm-hmm. But I've seen some pretty dangerous ones. I mean, like if if you watched MXC back in the day, like you would understand, like we we put people through stuff that you think is scary, and then yeah, and then we actually like throw a rock at them or something like that. But honestly, like. I would say it's because we know how insane we can get with our game shows that we really like push the limit. Like it's like Ellen's game of games where if you watch her show, like there are some ridiculous things that go on in that show. Right. Um, But like we take it to like a whole new level. Like we have people like on a bungee cord, like 30 feet in the air while they play like, while they like throw a Mario Kart dice or like, they 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 throw a dice and they see like oh which door is something going to come out of and then they just hit blocks underneath them until they hit the ground uh it, it's really funny um but yeah it it'd be like that sometimes do you remember uh maybe 10ish years ago i think it was it was abc or nbc but they tried out this thing uh called i survived a japanese game show it mm-hmm. was like a reality tv show except they like Flew all these people to Japan to compete in a, a, in their crazy game shows. It was like one game show a day, and then like each episode they crammed like three different game shows that they were on. Yeah, for a lot of us, that was like our first exposure into what the insanity of Japanese game shows is. Yeah, and I I like those. Uh, I feel like the one that we need to bring back though. I feel like that's safe for COVID is Secret Library. I think that one's that one's a very good one um if you haven't heard of the concept of secret library it is or silent library um it's where you can't 
laugh. You're not allowed to laugh. Um, and you get like four people together in a room and you have like this angry Japanese guy as the librarian. And like, essentially you have to, everybody grabs like these cards and then one of them has a punishment on it. Um, and then it's like some freaking hilarious thing. So like one of them was like, you go on silent library and if you laugh above a certain decibel level, your team doesn't win like money that round. Um, but if you guys survive, you guys get to keep uh, whatever money was like at that level. So like one of them was like, there's a bunch of old ladies who just come up and they just whack one person with like 50 <laughs> oh, purses. No. Like, and you you guys can't laugh. It, you just have to just stand there and like take it. It, it is hilarious. I would totally um, love that. That sounds fantastic. But yeah, Silent Library was a very fun show. And I feel like if you did it well in COVID, like just test everybody, keep keep a small, you know, yeah, group of people, you can make it come back again. See, my secret would probably just be like biting the insides of my cheeks. That's like how I get away with not laughing at certain things. Or like yeah. digging my nails into my palm. Yeah. It's funny though. I, I, I really would like to bring it back. Uh, how was your break? Did you uh, end up getting the skins that you needed? Um, I got the Roadhog one. That was the only one I remembered to get. And then I bought the Zenyatta one. And then I didn't touch the winter event because I got kind of bored with it. And I also was playing Cyberpunk. So. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I played Overwatch and I wanted to get people together again to like play it. Um, but the only one who was like eager to play it uh, moved back to Hawaii um, for the break. So I'm either on their on their schedule and they don't play until like, you know, midnight their time. So it's like two mm -hmm. in the morning here. And I'm just like, all right, I'll, I'll play. But I'm not like 100 percent, you know? Yeah. Um. So I decided to play. I think it was yesterday for like a solid couple hours just on my own. And I was like, okay, yeah, I could get my skins now. I'm cohesive. I'm here. I'm not half asleep. Um, it's doable. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Have you been playing anything outside of, uh, of Overwatch? Yes, uh, I have. I haven't touched Valorant, believe it or not. Um, really? Haven't. That's surprising. Been feeling it. Um, I've been working on, uh, essentially I have an original character. Um, her name is Kana. Um, we were working on her Pokemon team cause I got Pokemon sword for Christmas. So we're doing her playthrough of it. Um, but what my friends and I were thinking, um, we kind of have her whole, her full name is Kana Hitotose, which means the ruler of the four seasons. So when I create her team in Pokemon, she's going to be a weather-based uh, gym leader. Um, and we were like, my friends and I were saying, oh, we should just for fun, like give her the beefiest teams that you could make for each weather condition. And then like challenge viewers to get to like go through it as like an elite four mm -hmm. or championship route. And I'm like, that, that would be a cool way to get people like obviously on the channel. Um, yeah who want to take a shot at, you know, her whole squad. But it would also be cool to just see how I build my character in Sword. So we're starting off, We're starting her off. We only did one playthrough run. Um, I think it was two nights ago. Mm -hmm. um, we beat the first gym, and now we're waiting. I'm essentially grinding up the team off stream and then doing all the story bits on stream. So, yeah, it's... It's a very fun run. It's not as tryhard as my other runs, and my teams aren't, you know, as crazy. Oh, another fun thing about this run: um, I took away her starter Pokemon, so <laughs> she's got really? a she's got a, a different Pokemon in place of. So we gave her Score Bunny, so that a couple other people have different Pokemon later down the line. But we gave her Indeedee, which is like this. Uh, it's like a it's like a maid 
character it it just looks like her original character so i was like oh it would it would be funny if we took that away and then i realized it only has one like attack move and it like it it does like 20 damage so <laughs> it's uh it's gonna be a long run if i do decide to keep running with this whole uh-huh. uh, character but it is it's a good pokemon what i've always wondered about pokemon is like why does no one else have a starter pokemon except you and your rival yeah uh there is in sword there's like this one lady who's like a i guess she's a pokemon breeder um she's out there in the wild area um and you can challenge her and every time that you challenge her she starts out with like level 10 i think level 10 of each starter so she has uh sobble scorebunny and grookey and every time that you battle her um, when you battle her again, she goes up another 10 levels. And so it ends up becoming like you get the middle stage Pokemon. And then at the very end, like, I think every time you run out, uh, you run and in, run into her, I think her Pokemon are level 70 at the max. Uh, and it's just like all three starters buffed, like crazy strong. Um, and yeah, you just have to, you just fight against her. It's it's a scary battle in the first place, but it is, yeah. uh, it's a good way to know that like, Oh, you're not the only person with, you know, the starters, like she's out there. There's other people who also have starters and she has all three. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> Where do these professors just get these random Pokemon that you can never find anywhere else? Or they, do they just like trade them all like some black market pokemon operation yeah they, they probably have a monopoly on the species <laughs> in like their lab and they're just like okay i guess i just refill this <laughs> no this is completely off topic but like um back when i was in college one of my best friends was always like trying to get me to read this one um fanfic and i was like i've never been like a fan of fanfics mm-hmm. um but it was it was a fanfic called um no antidote it was a pokemon one and it's like it made me realize Oh crap, like living in the Pokemon world would actually be terrifying. Like, have you ever heard of this fanfic? No, but I, I know what the antidote is needed for. <laughs> yeah. So I mean just kind of I'm trying to trying to not to be spoilery about it, but um, so there's this kid, he's like he's got Pokemons and he's out in the forest, and I think it's told through his I think it's his I want to say it's his Bulbasaur or something, his Bulbasaur's um, perspective, but he's fighting like a bee drill or something, and the bee drill misses the Pokemon and stabs the kid, um, and so the kid gets poisoned, and then, yeah, and it's like, oh crap, like you never see people actually getting hurt by uh, Pokemon unless it's like in the movies where like the the legendary is going absolutely crazy, but I mean when you think about it. It's ter- it's a terrifying concept. Oh yeah, it, it is spooky. Uh, like if you don't have, if you're not a Pokemon trainer, what are you supposed to do? Like, no, you, like I go home, and there's like a, a big bee drill that's like building a nest in your house. What do you what do you do then? You just you just evict your own house. <laughs> you know that's bee drill's house now. <laughs> just change the name. Around. Change the name on the mailbox. This is <laughs> like uh, you, you have no title. right. Yeah, just let him let him put his name on the deed. <laughs> um, okay then. So, uh, let's. Oh wait, I I did want to share for uh, cyberpunk stuff. Um, real quick. So you know how I've always been saying like cyberpunk's been fine, and I haven't really had any issues. Yeah. Um, I ran into my first couple of of game breaking issues at this point. Um, so I was playing at one part, and then it wouldn't let me save at all. Um, so I had to like lose a whole day's worth of progress to go back and redo all that because the game wouldn't let me save. And then there was another part where I just I couldn't draw my weapon at all. And I'd look at the um, my character and like it's first person, so you can only see certain parts of it. But his hands were like completely distorted, so they were like his his hands were extending into the ground. Like they were going underneath the ground, so he had freakishly giant hands, and it just, I just couldn't draw my weapon. So I'd be just running around, jumping around, trying not to get hit, and hacking people with my giant freakish hands. And so I lost another day with that. So, um, 
Yeah, cyberpunk. <laughs> um, okay, so getting into actual Overwatch stuff. Um, as we mentioned, the winter event is over um, January 5th today. Um, what did you think of it overall, Kevin? What were your thoughts on this year's iteration? Um, I thought it was okay. I, I thought freestyle elimination was at least something different, which I, I'm kind of glad that, you know, it's not game breaking in any way, shape or form, but it is like interesting to know that that is that they're at least trying to bring something new to the table. Um, I, I like the hog skin. I thought the honest skin was okay. And same thing with the elf skin. I was just like, yeah, these are, these are okay. Um, but yeah, honestly, I thought the event wise, it was solid. It was like, it's not anything to write home about. It wasn't like the greatest event ever, but it, it was a winter event and it worked uh, well enough to, to keep me, you know, coming back to get my nine wins and then leave, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if that was his goal, that's exactly what it did. But, you know, we're still all waiting. We're, we're waiting on the next one. Um, and yeah, there, there's a lot of things that I know there's a lot of pressure coming from us as the community to get Overwatch 2 out. Um, but at the same time, I do want, you know, Blizzard to take their time and make sure that the game is ready for us when we're, when we're ready to watch it or we're ready to play it. Yeah. I mean, I did the, the freestyle elimination with the team and it was fun because like we were just all playing together really. And um, just having a good time. Uh, it was definitely a good surprise to see that they did something semi different. It again, it's it's not game changing like you said. Um, it's just a little bit of a tweak on an existing formula, but it was something new. Um, I wasn't too impressed with most of the skins this year, honestly. Uh, I did like like I've been saying I like the Roadhog one. Um, I like the train sounds of the Reinhardt one. I still, I still think there are better skins out there. The Zenyatta one I think was also really good, but the rest, like, I wasn't too impressed with them. Uh, winter events, not obviously not my favorite event. Um, I'm trying to, th the, I think the only one that I like less is, of course, Lucio Ball, but like winter event doesn't feel like they put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, it, it did feel like they were just putting things that we are familiar with um, out there. I told it, it's just enough for me to show up. Uh, that's, that's all it really mm -hmm. did. Like I wasn't like, Oh, I have to get back into overwatch again. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things going on. It's more like, Oh, there's a couple skins that I might like. Uh, I guess I'll play a couple games and, get my loot boxes i guess yeah like i was really i had no interest in the ana one personally i don't really it's gingerbread because is she like is she baking gingerbread or is she supposed to look like a gingerbread lady because she didn't look anything like a gingerbread lady yeah she was she was cooking it i mean i feel like the best part of the ana one was the spray mm -hmm. uh it, it was a salt bay ana spray so like if you if you like destroyed somebody slept them you just put the salt bay on them before they wake up you know mm -hmm. uh but other than that it was just like it's a it's an okay skin in my opinion right is there anything i mean because I, I don't think they're gonna if they're gonna do this they're not gonna do it till the till overwatch 2 is released hopefully this year um and i don't think there's honestly much you can do but what would you do to improve the winter event to make it more of a, of a must play for the community. Cause I think most of us feel like you and that it's just, it's enough to get you on, but not to get you really invested. Mm. I, I really don't know what it takes now. Um, I mean, usually if there was like a story added to it, but like we tried, they tried that where they're like, Oh, okay. Well, Tracer is just running around getting gifts for everyone and meets up with Winston for dinner, right? Like, that was okay, I guess. But, like, I don't know 
if there's anything that Overwatch as a game can do in order to drag me back and make me want to play this full time. Um, I just think that whatever whatever skins and incentives they're giving us is good enough to get me to log in, but not necessarily, you know, hold me for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I feel like that's just coming from a competitive standpoint as well. It's like I have the mentality to want to play again, but um, it's like, oh, do I have teammates to play with? And also, like, how many people, how many of my friends personally are just waiting on Overwatch 2? Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, we're, we know that it's coming. You know, we, you let us know literally, I think it was like a year, almost two years now, uh, where you're like, oh, there's Overwatch 2 coming. And we're like, okay. And now we're just sitting here. We're like, okay, Overwatch 1 is kind of like, you know, dwindling off. When is the second game? And that's pretty much it. Like, we're just waiting on that game too. Um, but I think it's doable. Let's just like, don't force it. Just tell us when it comes out, when it's ready, okay? I mean, they definitely, they have, they have to lean heavy for, for me, at least. They have to lean heavy into the May um, gameplay for the Winter Event just because May is their ice-faced hero. But I mean, they have characters with winter skins, so they could do something different and just force the winter skins on everybody. Because I mean, in the in the Yeti hunt, like all the Mays have the I can't remember what it's called, like the fuzzy, yeah, skin, right? And the Winston's yeah. forced into the uh, the Yeti the skin. Yeti skin. So you could do something with other characters. I feel. I mean, I they, feel kind of, like... they did something kind of like that with the the free for all freeze ta- not free for yeah. all the three v three freeze thing. So I mean, th- there's something with other characters, but I feel like you could you could build a mode and and make it more appealing to us just by having that option and having it still be winter themed. Yeah, there's one thing that I was like thinking about. Oh, there was um. You know how far has that like blue skin is like the ice one, yeah, right? Yeah. I want to see one where it's like you could almost make the character models invisible and then you have to have like the mercies find them with the pistol like in the sky. Oh. That would like you you take away the enemy border and then you just it, it's essentially prop hunt but like in the air. Like <laughs> it would be it would be a lot harder to spot them but it would be a lot more interesting as a game mode. That would be so hard. <laughs> so you you pretty much be sombering most of the characters then, essentially. Yeah, you're, or at least you're trying to. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I think you could at least tag up a couple, couple things here and there and just mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay, well, it, this kind of doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I just you just reminded me just by the invisible thing. But I was playing on Junker Town with a few people. <laughs> uh, we were playing against. Um, they had a Zarya and they had a Sombra, and I see I'm on the payload and I just see this bubble run by with nobody in it, and I'm like, okay, let me go swing at the Sombra. It's just yeah, the Zarya just killed their own Sombra. It was I. It was so happy. It was fantastic. Um, yeah, it it's dangerous to throw those on teammates. Like, just if you're Zarya, know that like people will be attracted to where the bubble goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for the most part, you want to use it on people who are already in their line of sight because yeah. then they'll they'll want the kill quick. I wonder how mad that Sombra was. Oh, probably probably super mad. It's like, why are you bubbling me? Why is the Reinhardt following me? Tra- like every just i waited till she was out and then just train sounds charged and flattened her it was ah oh man i'm so happy uh, anyway um do we have any final final thoughts final suggestions for blizzard which they probably will never hear for the winter event uh just don't suck just <laughs> give us overwatch 2 when it's ready uh 
and yeah I'll, I'll be happy whenever that happens okay like you don't have to don't rush it just let us know when it's ready um so speaking of overwatch 2 i saw a few articles up today one was from game rant one was from forbes about like what the state of overwatch is going to be going into 2021 um i was quite frankly a little bit disappointed just at the writing of both of these articles i mean less less so on the game rant side because they actually did a little bit better but the forbes one was just so bad like if you read it um one second i'll be bringing let me bring it up it's called The State of Overwatch Going Into 2021 by Chris Holt from Forbes. Um, and it just reads like he's just kissing their ass. He's kissing Blizzard's ass on this. It's like, oh, they did so many good things. This was such a, a wonderful year for Overwatch. Like, yeah, they had a global crisis, but it's still such a fantastic game. Um, and it's just, I don't know, what what are you... Yes, Blizzard had a hard time this year. Yes, they did the best, but like they still, I mean, you're not telling us anything new, really. Mm -hmm. um, I'm reading through it again. And, oh my God, it's just literally, it's just a recap of everything that happened, which, I mean, we've been playing the game. We don't need it. Um, but like, he's saying that the game had such killer cosmetics a tracer comic series that's been doing a great job of expanding the lore of overwatch and one okay fine some of the cosmetics were good but i've we've seen better in other years um a tracer comic series that's been doing a great job expanding the lore. what lore have they expanded yeah they, they, they just, just revisited it. yeah <laughs> how i we haven't really learned anything yeah, just, we still don't know what's up with Zen. Come on, man. You're like, just beating a dead horse. Yeah, you, we don't need to know anything about your Pikachu of the series, okay? Like, we need to know about Zenyatta, okay? We, we all have questions about the mystery floating, angry, happy orb man, okay? Please <laughs> give us those answers. We don't need, we don't need to know about Tracer. We don't need to know about Overwatcher talent. Just Give me the neutral characters, okay? Like, what? what's up with Zen? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't... It feels like this guy has not actually been paying attention to Overwatch at all. Um, it feels like he he's hopping on the bandwagon of, oh, Overwatch 2 is coming. It's a new year. We should have content on our website about overwatch um and like there's there's no analysis here whatsoever like even like us like just half try even on our, our our bad days when we're not like we don't really have a lot of content we can we can pull something out just by speculating better than this guy did and it's i don't know he's not he doesn't even seem to be paying attention to like the ground rumors and like he's 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 saying that um Overwatch 2 might be coming earlier in the year, but it's not. It's not going to come till till much later, just based on the little digging that we've we've done. Like, I, I don't know. Un unless when the the art book says sneak peek at, at Overwatch 2, they're talking about future stuff that's going to come later after the release. Then I can see maybe it, it coming out sooner. But as, so far as we know, it's. Jeff said there's still a lot of work to do that they're not ready to release it. And plus with that, it, it just, I don't know. They, I feel like they missed the mark on here. Um, the Game Rant article, what to expect from Overwatch in 20, Overwatch 2 in 2021, is a little bit better. Um, again, not not the most insight, but they're, they're at least not trying to like kiss Blizzard's ass with this. Um, one thing that they did point out that I thought that I hadn't considered was um, so we, we pretty much are guaranteed that Overwatch 2's announced date and at least the beta are going to be probably released by Overwatch, by not Overwatch 2, by, um, by BlizzConline. Um, 
what they're positing is that one way that Blizzard could keep us all happy until whenever they release it is by releasing a lot more of the animated shorts, which we haven't gotten in mm -hmm. a year. Yeah, that is very true. Like the animated shorts really brought me in. Um, and I could probably say that goes for a lot of people. Um, I feel like the it not only was it like it's high quality shorts, it gives us lore and we're down to rewatch those. Like on occasion, we'll revisit the, you know, the Hanzo Genji one, not only for the memes, but just because it's like, hey, you remember Scatter Arrow? And like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, Scatter Arrow existed. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting to know that, you know, they, they retconned that stuff. But um, yeah, the whole story itself is it's deep and we don't need we don't know a lot about other characters or any other thing. Like, if you gave us okay, if you if you really want to win over the Asian audiences, just give us more lore on Diva. Like, give tell us about the squad. Like, you literally hinted towards it, and we're like, the the Mecha Squad is just elite gamers who are in mechs. I'm like, give us that backstory. Like, let us know about the rest of them. Let us pick who we want to see. Yeah. And like the the mech is such an interesting mechanic. I mean, right now we technically have two mech characters. We've got Ball and we've got Diva, and they play so differently. Like Diva is the only one who can um, pop out and then be independent of her mech. Mm -hmm. um, and they're also teasing Brit, so it should be interesting to see if the Brit can also do that. Yeah, and to see if there's chemistry between Brit and uh, and Diva as well. Like, do, are they like rival factions? Do they? Is it like a, is it like a Top Gun situation where they're all like cool buddy buddy, or is it uh, you know, like she's a rival and they they have like a kill count, you know? Mm -hmm. And also with this article, they're also going with the spring release window thing, which again, like, I mean, it's the ideal release window, but based on what like at least what we've seen and what the community is looking at, like, it doesn't seem as likely anymore. So, I mean, do, do you think that it's, do you think that the the spring release is what's going to happen? Do you think like when they say sneak peeks at Overwatch 2 in the art book, like, are they talking about like future content or are they talking about a sneak peek in the game in general? Because that's, that's a possibility I'm realizing just now. Yeah, I feel like it would be. It, it may be like just saying, oh, we have early development art, but we can't say, oh, we know when the game's going to be released, you know? Um, I would honestly rather have Blizzard delay it. Considering everything that happened in 2020, I don't want, like, you know, crunch culture to take over Blizzard. And mm -hmm. that that is one thing that I'm, like, very afraid of, obviously. Like, I don't want that whole thing to kind of make Overwatch worse uh overwatch 2's release worse than it needs to be um it's right. better to take your time and just like let us have the game when it's ready like the best thing to do honestly like let's say if you stop updating overwatch one completely right like you're just like okay we'll keep maintaining the servers but we're we're just going to do very limited things we're not gonna put in a lot of effort into into this let's just say like the league dies hypothetically like nobody's coming would. back nobody's coming back um like there there's a kotaku article that says you know overwatch has hit its lowest player mark uh in its history right and then all of a sudden they're like okay overwatch 2 is ready and then everybody hops back on the bandwagon then like i would rather have you know that resurgence have that whole like okay overwatch 1 is is gone like let's work on overwatch 2 and when it came out when it comes out like everybody's excited again um rather than you know trying to keep this this thing alive uh just put it somewhere else you know just be like okay back shelf work on the work on the good thing if it comes out well we're gonna release it i definitely think that that's the like again bringing back to the cyberpunk thing like the the crunch thing you talked about is so it's so real, and I feel like as, as a culture and as 
um, consumers of games. Like we, we realize now what happens in the development side. We realize that crunch really hurts. Like people are always incensed when they find out that a developer has been um, forcing their, their players, or not their players, forcing their workers to, to, to put in uh, like obscene hours for little pay crunching to the end like we we generally would rather see them do what you said and just wait till it's done give it a normal pace so um i think that's definitely the way to go like when jeff said there's a lot of work to do he didn't really give us many details so i mean it could be very well be that they are done by spring but um i don't know i feel like given given how good the cinematics are and stuff like that, and, and depending on how much they put into the beta, um, we might actually have enough to keep us satisfied, depending on how many shorts they release. Like if they do one short a month, you know, until and from mm-hmm. now until, not from now, I mean from BlizzCon until release. Depending on how many months that is, that could just that could very well be enough. That could be a lot of lore that we get um, to prime us for the story to come, or that could possibly be maybe just three shorts and then we get the game, which is still fine. Yeah, I, I would much rather have that. I mean, I think there was discussions a long time ago um, that we covered where they were depend like they were thinking about a Netflix series or yeah, an yeah, animated. Series, I think that's right? still in development. That's so going on. Yeah, imagine if they released those episodes. They did something like they did something along the lines of what Pokemon Twilight Wings was, where mm-hmm. they released a short every month or every two months. Um like I didn't watch all of them in one go, but like the second that I saw, you know, episode three, I was like, okay, when do these come out? I want more, I'm mm-hmm. interested. Um, like even though I already know the backstory, it's just cool to see, you know, see it in a different medium, essentially. Right, right. Um, so if you know, Overwatch does say, okay, we want to dive into the lore of each one of our characters before we go back into you know Overwatch 2. I wouldn't mind, you know, if you guys did a month, uh, a month, two months of just saying, like, okay, we're going to do these shorts and lead up into um you know the release of overwatch 2 where the last one is like you bring everybody together in one way shape or form it would be interesting to see or if you were to cut characters let's say if you were to cut like reinhardt or brig or not reinhardt reinhardt soldier or you know the older characters right I mean, getting rid of Brig is another way to make a I lot mean, of people that, happy. That probably would have fixed a lot of problems. But it would have been interesting to see, um, like, let's say if Reinhardt gets the letter to go back to Overwatch, right? Or, like, you know, he gets the commencement call. Like, we saw him in that Paris thing. Yeah. But if they wanted to retcon it and say, like, he passes on the letter to Brig and tells Brig to take his spot instead... Um, kind of in the same way how Baldrick did um, in his short. He's like, you know, when uh, when I'm called, I must answer, right? Um, sadly, you know, he didn't, like, make it. But Reinhardt could just be like, I'm old and tired. Here, take this, right? Uh, we can see that maybe happening if they want to cut, like, characters. Or if we see Soldier being like, I'm getting too old for this, you know, passes it to Sojourn, mm-hmm. right? Like, that is the passing of the torch that we'll get and we'll understand, okay, this is the reason why they're not playable in the story. Or this is the reason why, you know, like, I guess if they wanted to cut the roster, they could, but I feel like it would be an interesting concept to at least show us more of the lore of the characters leading up to the game's release. It would, it would make a lot of people excited. I mean, because this this game, I guess, is uh, what a lot of people are pushing for is like what you said is that passing of the torch. So I, I could see that definitely. I mean, but thing is, who would they pass it to besides? Because Brig is really Brig, and I guess um, Farah are really the only characters who are 
who are of the next generation of of Overwatch. The rest are all mm-hmm. first generation of Overwatch. So, I mean, we'd we'd get new characters, but yeah, I mean, it would be what, interesting. What, what would they do in at that front? Yeah, if they gave like, what if that's their way of showing new characters too, like announcement trailers? You know that we the latest character we got was Echo, right? Mm-hmm. So it's been a while since we've gotten anyone else but like if let's just say the first gen overwatch like people that's uh mercy Anna, you know reaper to an extent technically uh soldier torb uh ryan and tracer right mm-hmm. if there was some people who were just like okay just imagine if like you see Anna, she's like making cookies at home like a classic grandma and then she gets the call and then instead of her like taking it and being like okay i'm going back to overwatch she calls somebody else who's not farah like she wants to protect farah from being in this in the first place so it would be interesting to see if like she had somebody else who was under her wing um maybe like even younger than her in training that she passes mm-hmm. it on to. And then that's like the character announcement for the next character or something like that. Like, I feel like Tracer would still, Tracer for sure has to still be in Overwatch too. Yeah, they keep uh, throwing her everywhere. Yeah, exactly. But like, unless they're like trying to trick us and they do kill her off, which would be very no. interesting, but I don't think they do that. It, it, she's too much of a poster child for, for Overwatch. Unless if that's like, we're killing off the poster child of Overwatch 1 to make room for genji the poster child of overwatch 2 like (laughs) (laughs) it would be interesting to see that but i i doubt it yeah Hmm. so i mean another another thing that they i i have mixed feelings on this um gamerant has another article about getting rid of roll queue as a as a thing to introduce in overwatch 2 i'm I personally don't think this would work. Um, their argument is that it's restrictive. Um, it's preventing DPS players from having a good time. Uh, that the priority pass system is flawed. Um, that people aren't able to create as many creative um, compositions as before. Um, they're not allowed to like flex really hard. But I mean... When you look at that, that that they're not allowed to do as creative compositions as before, look what happened when we had free roster picks. Like you just had goats every time for the entire map. Like people didn't switch when you got to a different section of the map. It was just goats the entire time. Yeah, well, goats worked. That's the yeah, reason why fantastic. it was there, right? It was so strong. It was strong. And it would still be strong if we didn't have roll queue. Like it, they have massive HP, they have massive sustain. Like, even if you have the damage, it's not going to be able to hit anything. Like, that's you got shields. Yeah, that, that's just the nature of the game. So, yeah, I feel like roll queue is essential right now. Like, it, it doesn't, like, I understand the whole idea of, oh, it's limiting creativity, like, to a certain front. But, like, remember, like, if you want to go back even further than when GOATS was a thing, like, <laughs> The five DPS poor mercy like teams, that was my hell, right? Like I'm a solo Ryan with four DPS who happen to all be, you know, McCree Widow. Uh, it's like McCree Widow, Farah, and Ash all in different corners. And it's just me and Anna like just trying to hold the cart, right? Like that's not that's not how it works. And that's not what I want to see again, <laughs> please. Um, I would I much rather I have I remember I was on Hollywood one time, and as soon as we opened the doors, there's just six bastions right in our face. Yeah, it's just not fun. I would much rather have, you know, like you could get creative with, you know, the roll queue. You you get to pick, like, okay, well, if our team is going dive, well, maybe I'll counter. Like, the whole thing of you don't always need a Rhine. Like, yeah, you can run the Rhine if you want to. It's like, do you need the, do you want a Zarya or you want a Diva? Like that, that gives you options. Do you, if, like if you want to run Sigma as well, I mean, that's another barrier that could protect, 
Reinhardt for a bit. Uh, the, just get creative with the the off tank pick. Um, but yeah, it's just it's interesting to see um, people think that you know roll queue is a problem. Wait until you like. And that's like saying, oh, hog isn't as scary. Like hog is hog is like okay. Uh, they should revert him back to you know the original hog. And I'm like, have you seen the original hooks? Like there was a lot of people from at least my team who came after hog 2.0. Um, and they're like, oh yeah, well, hog isn't that scary. You know, you could just break line of sight. And I'm like, original hog would be able to throw a hook around a corner <laughs> and catch like, yeah, like through a portal and like, it's really funny there was like a video where it's like there's a genji and Anna and a mercy all standing in the same spot right and they're like okay hog throws hook in this general direction who does he hook is like a the genji who's the closest uh he's not using deflect you have Anna, okay and then you have mercy and then he throws the hook and he's like wrong the, the soldier 76 who's behind all four of them like <laughs> and you're just like uh what like and you're just like okay yeah that's a thing like that that was that was a thing that we had to deal with um back in the day it's like yeah it's different it's very different than what it would be if you didn't have that knowledge ahead of time so i feel like this guy came after either after roll queue or was just like Man, I miss the glory days of, you know, original like Chengdu Hunters weird dive. And then you're oh like, God. oh, wait, goats. Goats is a thing. You forget that goats existed. We're just going to go back into bunker goats or something weird like that if we get rid of it. Yeah, exactly. I would much, I, I think the roll queue system is very essential. I mean, they're, um, they're positing that if you wanted to keep roll queue, three, two, one is what they would prefer, which I say absolutely not. Yeah, please don't. Like, I know. I, I'm I very much need an off tank. <laughs> I mean, I for me at least when I because I, I I think roll queue came in before I was on the Zomnix. Um, but as soon as that happened, like I my games just started getting so much better. I mean, because there there was so like you knew what you were you were signing up for when you went into a round because you had to pick it. So like you couldn't whine about, oh, I I still want to play DPS or I, I'm just I'm just doing tank, blah, blah, blah. Um I don't know. It was it, it definitely balanced out the game for me. I think it, it made the community a lot less toxic. I mean, there's still a lot of toxicity in the game, but roll queue definitely saved the game for a lot of people myself included yeah and i totally agree like without roll queue i mean it was fun being the president in the protect the president <laughs> you know goats meta but at the same time like for a lot of my friends who are dps players they're like i'm tired of playing zarya i don't want to play zarya i don't want to play diva i want to play like mccree i want to play genji again and i'm like yeah I, I miss being able to like combo with them to an extent too. It's just like, okay, I have shatter. Okay. I have grab. Okay. I'm going to shatter first. So going to a fight shatter. Okay. It missed. Okay. Well, grab now. <laughs> like it's the same thing over and over again. There's no, there's no like, yes, there's outplay, but like at the same time, it's just like who plays goats more standard. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not great. It's not fun to watch. It wasn't fun to play. It was very what it was, you know? Yeah. And like, if you, if you really, really hate roll queue, there's quick play classic. I mean, it's not competitive, but I mean, you don't want that, that weird toxicity or, or standard goats in your comp matches. I don't think. I mean, they said that they wanted to bring quick play classic as a comp mode so i mean maybe that's the way to you know get these guys back you know flex q do it again but we'll see i this is a bad take game rant this is a bad take um 
so moving on to league centered things um i accidentally went onto the overwatch league website i was typing in overwatch into google to try to get to see what news there was um but my computer automatically goes to overwatch league so i accidentally went to the league website and turns out there's a video posted called overwatch the musical which i mean it's, it's not a musical it's um i'm sure you've probably seen some videos like this where it's like they take uh clips of gameplay and the sounds and they mash them up together to make a uh kind of a song um this one for overwatch terrible uh whoever edited this you did not do that great of a job i mean you probably didn't might not have had a lot to work with i don't know what year you were doing but like it, it it's not good um if you want to see a good one there's a borderlands um gun music video out there on youtube somewhere that's actually really good um but i think the the biggest thing about this is outside of kind of like being a new year's thing they if you look at the sidebar on the website it just has a, a list of the overwatch league teams and there's all 20 of them are there and it hashtag all 2021 so i mean at least from this it looks like all 20 teams are staying. It doesn't look like we're losing anybody. I mean, this could change, but so far, that's what they're putting out there. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'm fine with none of the teams being lost. Um, it's just interesting to see how many teams are going to be picking up like certain things. Um, obviously we're still in the off season, so there's still a lot of time to round out a team, but yeah, it, it's cool to know that they're not just dropping a bunch of people, you know? I mean, I, this is good to see, but I mean, I was really, really worried about Europe for a while, but I mean, has London really picked up a lot? Did they pick up stuff last week? They was picked up right? stuff five hours ago. Oh, oh, they did literally right before we hit record um so london released fuse um who was a support player but they picked up uh reaper hottie molfig and calyx so they're and rounding calyx. out their roster <laughs> yeah yeah calyx is kind of the only rememberable name you, you know boston uprising now on london spitfire um reaper was originally on the british hurricane so that's their the Spitfires Academy team. So he got called up, um, which was pretty cool. We get to see, you know, more players move up from the league uh, into the main roster, but London still only has five players. They have, I think Blase is the last uh, player on London still. So they need one more player or two more players to technically round out the completed roster. So that's something that we have to look forward to. Um, and then Vancouver also signed Teru from O2 Blast um, from the Asia region. So, yeah, they're they're just adding a couple extra flex DPS players to play along with Linkser um, on the hit scan. So it's going to be interesting to see um, if any other teams decide to make big moves. Um, the other one that I'm still you know worried about is the Paris Eternal. Um, there's still not a lot of word on them. Um, they they had that big pickup, I think it was like two weeks ago, but um there's still a lot of questionable like okay, who's gonna who's gonna round out the roster here? Right. I still can't believe Houston got rid of Linkser. Yeah, it was it's kind of a weird like drop. I didn't think that, that was gonna happen. I mean he he's he's so effective as a sniper i mean he's been he won the the widow playoff or sniping competition or whatever um and what are you going to do now as the houston outlaws because i mean some that they were only effective about i would say maybe a third of the time when they were playing and a lot of those times it was because of links here and the other times it was because of dante those were those were your two keys to success now you only have one do you really think that Dante is going to be enough to carry your team to the end? Yeah, I don't, I don't think 
that's the confidence play that they need, but uh, we'll definitely see. I mean, the, the season hasn't even started. There hasn't been a lot of uh, teams that are, you know, scrimming or at least showing that they're scrimming against each other. Mm-hmm. So we won't know until the season starts um, if that was the right move or not. I mean, if you want to go to a sports ball reference, uh, <laughs> sports ball, it's like uh, when Kawhi Leonard was traded for DeMar DeRozan in Toronto. Um, at first we thought, okay, you're breaking up Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan and getting, you know, Kawhi Leonard. At first, a lot of people were saying like, oh, well, you know, that that's kind of an even trade. We don't know what they'll, they'll do with each of them and if that will make a difference. Um, well, it did make a difference. The Toronto Raptors ended up winning the NBA Finals because they had Kawhi. Um, it totally wasn't because the Warriors were injured. Um, it, they, they totally had that. Um, but, yeah, it's just a different thing. It's like, okay, well, they may have lost Linkser. Does that mean that the, the outlaws are completely out of it? It depends on how well they play together and how well they play in their, you know, the, their division. Right. And I mean, with, with all the changing that, I mean, to, to be fair, all the changing that the league's happening, they're not going up against the same teams as they were the past couple seasons. Like the whole, all the chemistry is going to be completely different. For all we know, um, this new team might be better at supporting Dante than uh, the old team ever was. It, it just totally depends on how well the teams play with each other. And that that's obviously the hardest part. It's just like getting everybody together um, and making sure that the, the team chemistry is there. I think that is one of the most underrated parts about a lot of these teams is like the whole um, putting together the team, making sure that everything works. Uh, mm-hmm. But the second that that does work, you are going to have a lot of really good uh, teams essentially going head to head. And with the chemistry, you any team could beat any other team. It's just a right. matter of getting the pieces to work together. So I guess tinfoil hat time, future goggles. Uh, what are we looking forward to for Overwatch in this new year? What are we looking forward to the league in the year? Uh, what would we like to see um, if in our ideal game, what would we, what would we put in? In our ideal Overwatch 2. Yeah. Um, and how, I guess how does, and then how does our ideal compare to what we actually think is going to happen? Like there's so, there's so much speculation going here. Yeah. I think, I don't want to say that we are, I want to say for sure that, we'll get more news about overwatch too. I mean, that's probably a given. Yeah. But I would think that they would want to celebrate overwatch too with a big like occasion, mm-hmm. so to say, um, when is overwatch's anniversaries in March or may it's in may, I believe, which is also why like, Game Rant and Forbes are thinking, oh, they'll release it in May to like commemorate the release of Overwatch One. I mean, that would be that would be nice and all. I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's realistic either. Um, I would much rather have, you know, I would much rather have a good game than a game now. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Even if that means I don't want to like say, oh, I'm giving them a pass, but like if they have to release it in 2022 to make it happen, like do it. Like make sure that it's good when it comes out. Cause yeah, us as like veterans of the game who've been playing it since like release day, um, have been playing on teams and in the competitive scene, we want this game to be good. We want it to be like everything that we ask for. If it's, you know, competitive mode, um, good balancing, newer updated graphics, um, you know, change of gameplay, like different maps, you know, we got uh, Kanazaki, um, which was pretty. Uh, We just can't play it in like any regular match modes. But yeah, we just have a lot to look into. There's not like, 
there's not a ton that we can wish for that I wouldn't be what is it I, I, I just don't want to like speculate something that would be a little too ambitious for Blizzard mm-hmm. um, but yeah there's a lot that I, I definitely want to want to see happen I personally I, I want more maps and characters I want more lore I want better events mm-hmm. is my main thing because we know the maps, the modes, um, the characters. They're all going to come out. They've already been teasing a lot of that stuff. So that's already in the bag. Like, we know we're getting Sojourn. People keep saying that MAGA is a is a rumored hero. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to get him just because he was supposed to come out when Sigma came out. Except his kit didn't fit his story. So they had to go back to the drawing board on him. So I don't think he's rumored. Um, Drunker Queen has all but been confirmed. They We know she's in the pipeline we just don't know when um so we have at least three heroes coming um we know that we're getting um rio de janeiro we're getting uh Gothenburg. um where else are we getting uh toronto toronto right uh we're getting push mode so all that they haven't really announced is what they're going to do events wise um my hope is that i mean even in like the fawning articles like they're even admitting that yeah junker uh junkenstein's revenge was fantastic when it first came out but they haven't really touched it at all since it came out and i was actually very happy this year um when they started doing all those um uh, the variations and the challenge modes on it because that those were actually hard those were pretty difficult and they made me like go go at it again and again and again and they occupied my time but i mean how much longer can you do just that and like now that once blizzard is done and they put out overwatch 2 i think according to what they've released in the past they said as soon as that's done we can go back to designing more events for you so depending on when they can finally release the game we hopefully will get better events this year. We'll hopefully get better skins. We'll hopefully, um, besides it being a new game, find a new reason to actually like actively be playing this. Yeah, I, I want to be excited for Overwatch again. Uh, it, it takes it's going to take a lot, but I feel like when it comes, it's going to be it's going to be good. Yeah. All right. Anything else we want to say before we uh, call it for the week? Yeah. If you guys wanted to get the skins, you should have done it. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah. Um, for the most part, it. I know that playing this game when there's no event on is going to be kind of tough. But if you have like team obligations, make sure you do that. Yeah. Uh, other. Yeah. Other than that, like just just have fun with the game you know we're in the off season we get to chill for a bit yeah um so yeah have have fun with your christmas gifts happy new year thank god it's not 2020 overtime um at least so far yeah we we don't have uh you know happy december 37th 2020 (laughs) god that'd be terrible (laughs) <laughs> that's just how the calendar works now scientists uh, announced that there are another seven months in 2020 Dear yeah, God. Just, just group it all together in one one part in the history books and then we could just, just imagine, oh my god I'm, I'm just i can't wait for like 10 20 years down the line when they analyze what this year was and all the implications of it <laughs> you get to tell people like yeah i lived through that yeah, we get to we get to tell the the insane stories. Um, I was like, <laughs> I was looking at a meme where it was like, um, what we were actually doing, and it's just like us sleeping, like on the ground, and it's like what we'll tell our children, and it's like you know, like war <laughs> stories and stuff like that. It's like I had to wear a mask for for a week straight. I couldn't go outside. Like it was dangerous, and we're just like. No, nah, I, I just stayed inside and played video games. Like, not gonna lie. 
it's like back remember remember 2012 and everyone's like oh my god we're all gonna die yeah it's, it's the end of the mayan calendar i saw some memes where it's like um um when my kids are are, grow, are growing up i'm gonna show them this and pretend i survived through all of this and now we actually get to tell them we survived through all this yeah uh, we survived the giant flooding all all the uh the the giant ship all the explosions and the earthquakes and whatnot yeah the movie 2012 like the movie 2012 where it's just like the post-apocalypse all that stuff and i'm like yeah this this is just what 2021 feels like (laughs) oh man god 2020 overtime i can't imagine yeah please please don't make you go to a map three i think we're good All right, then, everybody. Thank you for joining us again in this new year. Thank you for all listening to us in the past year. Um, Keep listening to us this year. Uh, Tell your friends to listen to us. Let's grow even bigger. Let us know what you want to see. We're always open for suggestions and advice and making y'all happy listeners. And um, stay safe, play your games, and uh, we'll catch you next week. See ya. Next week, we scour the internet and update you on any news from the world of Overwatch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.